WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A pilot who went missing out of Cass County this week has been found dead. The Michigan Wing Civil Air Patrol says 83-year-old Richard Martin went missing Sunday after departing the Washak Municipal Airport. The search for him and his small plane began Monday morning with more than 100 crew members looking both in the air and on the ground. Martin's plane was found in a wooded area about two miles north of Dwozhak Thursday afternoon. A Michigan State Police helicopter spotted the plane and authorities were sent on the ground to verify the identity of the pilot in the plane. The search had been complicated by the fact that Martin's plane did not have any tracking equipment, nor was he carrying a cell phone that could be pinged. The Civil Air Patrol tells us the plane had a radio, but Martin did not contact anyone prior to disappearing. The matter is now being handled by the Cass County Sheriff's Department. Some changes could be coming to Napier Avenue between I-94 and U.S. 31. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners was told today the Michigan Department of Transportation is offering to grant ownership of that stretch of road back to the county because the amount of traffic it gets has dropped significantly since the completion of the bypass between U.S. 31 and I-196. Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette told commissioners this transfer could be an opportunity. The benefit of this is that when MDOT is transferring the road to us, they are also bringing in funding to rebuild it to essentially a new condition. So this is one that if the board agrees to accept the transfer of ownership, you'll also be receiving a substantial amount of funding. That amount is about $1.8 million. The Berrien County Road Department is considering putting that stretch of Napier on a road diet, dropping it down to one lane in each direction with a center turn lane. Commission Chair Mac Elliott questioned that idea. I would be opposed to tearing out what's there only to possibly have to go back and build it later. I'd rather bank that money than spend it ripping out five lanes of all-weather road. Elliott said with two major highways between that section of road, development could be coming that would necessitate a large road. The set said a resolution could be coming to the board to accept the ownership of the road with a rebuild plan to follow. Entities in the affected area, like Lake Michigan College, will be kept in the loop regarding any plans. The statue of Madeline Bertrand that was stolen from Madeline Bertrand County Park back in March and then returned in May has been restored and reinstalled at the park. Berrien County Parks Director Jill Adams tells us the statue's original artist, Tuck Langlin, has worked for months to repair the statue. It took a little bit of time because of the level of the damage to the statue and the fact that the sculptor wanted to make sure it was reinforced when it was reinstalled. And so on September 7th, we met with Mr. Langland and his wife Janice, and we were able to get Madeline Bertrand returned to her original position on the pedestal at the park. Adams says the final cost of the county for the reinstallation of the statue is $1,000. It'll come out of the county park's endowment. She says the park staff are disappointed they still don't know who stole the statue, but they are thrilled it's back in place. Madeline Bertrand was the daughter of a Potawatomi chief and French fur trader, Joseph Bertrand, and was born in the early 1800s. Adams says she's of great significance to the area and to the park bearing her name. Now appointed to serve on the Hager Township Board of Trustees is former State Senator Kim Lasada. Hager Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio tells us the board met Monday and selected Lasada to fill out the remainder of a term set to be vacant on September 30th. DiMaggio says picking Lasada was an easy decision. You look at her qualifications and so forth. She's done remarkable public service work, not only as a state senator, but a state representative. She's also uh, won many awards and achievements. She was a school teacher for the Lake Michigan Catholic Schools for a number of years, served on many boards and committees, and we feel that she certainly can handle the position of treasurer. 
Current treasurer Susan Herman is stepping down at the end of the month. Lasada will take her place October 1st and serve through the remainder of the term, which ends in November of next year. Lasada has agreed to reappoint the current deputy treasurer and has indicated her intention to run for the treasurer's position again in the 2024 primary. A decision from the Environmental Protection Agency regarding air quality in Berrien County and parts of Allegan and Muskegon counties is being called into question by Congressman Bill Heisinger. He tells us the agency this fall reclassified those areas from marginal to moderate after they were determined to have not attained the 2015 Ozone National Ambient Air Quality Standards. That could mean stricter air quality rules for them. Heisinger says that doesn't make sense. We hope that the state of Michigan is going to be pushing back on the EPA, trying to blame solely Michigan for this. We know that it's transport pollution. It's stuff that's coming over across Lake Michigan with the prevailing winds that come from the west, and it's pushing that pollution into our various counties. Heisinger has signed a letter to Governor Gretchen Whitmer asking her to seek an exemption for the three counties. He noted uh, Governor John Engler once did something similar back in the 90s. Heisinger was joined by Michigan Representatives Molinar, Scholten, and Wahlberg, sending a letter to Whitmer asking her to do everything in her power to exempt the specified counties. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey has sent a letter to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners confirming his retirement at the end of the year. Speaking at today's meeting, Commissioner Dave Volrath said Bailey already announced he was stepping down, but the time is coming to select his replacement. It's information we already knew, but it's making it official because even though he's recommending Chuck Hyde as his undersheriff, maybe to replace him because he's retiring a year early. He has one year left on his term. He will have to be replaced, and those that will make that decision are prosecutor, our county clerk, and the probate judge. And even though he recommends Chuck, those three will make the final decision on who replaces him for the year until the election next year. Volrath said Bailey's been in law enforcement for 43 years, with 23 years of that as the county sheriff. Bailey addressed the county administration committee this week, praising county staff and his deputies. The final say on his replacement for the year until his term expires belongs to that panel of the prosecutor, the clerk, and Judge Mabel Mayfield. And the United Way of Southwest Michigan and Whirlpool are teaming up for a day of fun and healthy activities this Saturday, and everyone's invited. The United Way's Jennifer Tomshack tells us Move to Make a Difference Day will be held at Whirlpool's Lakeview Campus from noon to 6 p.m. They're inviting everyone to check out the new Whirlpool bike trails, but that's not all. There's also going to be kids' activities playing on the playground at Whirlpool's on-site child care center, the Eddy, and there's going to be obstacle courses and bounce houses. There will be fitness activities, including a golf challenge sponsored by Harbor Shores with chances to win prizes, Zumba and cardio drumming, and power in motion demos. Tom Shack says United Way partners will also be on hand with information on their services. There will be live music and there will be food trucks. 10% of the sales from the food trucks will go to the United Way, and those who attend for the day are asked to make a donation to the United Way, although it's not required. We'll have a link to the detailed schedule for the day at our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has been indicted by a special counsel, David Weiss, on three felony gun charges. The charges are related to giving false statements and illegal possession of a firearm. ABC's Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas says it comes after a recent plea agreement with Weiss imploded. Hunter Biden is seeing the consequences of that plea deal falling apart. 
It's in tatters. And today he stands uh, indicted on three felony counts. And it all stems from the fact that he was addicted to crack cocaine. Uh, according to prosecutors, at one point in 2018, he was using crack cocaine every 15 minutes. And later that year, they claimed that he walked into a gun store in Delaware and filled out a form to buy a Colt revolver. And in that form, he stated that he was not a user of drugs, that he was not addicted to any kind of narcotics. That was not true. About half of Americans have little or no confidence the Justice Department is handling its investigation into Hunter Biden in a fair and nonpartisan way. And one in three are highly concerned about whether President Joe Biden may have committed wrongdoing related to his son's business dealings, according to a poll by the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. But the political divide is stark. 66% of Republicans and just 7% of Democrats are very or extremely concerned about whether Joe Biden committed wrongdoing. The poll was conducted just before House Speaker Kevin McCarthy launched a formal impeachment inquiry this week, working to link the president to the business dealings of his son. Negotiations between the UAW and the major American automakers are coming down to the wire. Morph maybe sees Mike Dabuski. The UAW is asking for double-digit pay raises. Member Pat Rossi says it's proportional to the pay increases big three executives have seen. It looks on paper like we're asking for a lot, but a lot of people have been left behind. If there's no deal, the union plans to strike GM, Ford, and Stellantis all at the same time, which would be the first time that's ever happened. We just need to shut them all down. I mean, that's the best way to do it. We can't make our money, they don't need to make their money. I mean, simple as that. Auto worker Jalen James says there's no other way. Mike Dubusky, ABC News, Detroit. There are 16 days left before the U.S. runs out of money. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is expressing some anger with the status of the government funding and appropriations process. More if maybe he's Ike Ejiochi. I showed frustration in here because I am frustrated with the committee. I'm frustrated with some people in the conference. In front of a group of reporters, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Congress isn't leaving until lawmakers pass a dozen appropriations bills or go into conference to work out differences. McCarthy says the best thing to do moving forward is to get the work done. We had the DOD appropriation bill yesterday. I couldn't put it on the floor. I don't have one complaint by any member of what's wrong with this bill. Ike ABC News, Washington. A Georgia judge has decided former President Donald Trump and 16 of his co-defendants will stand trial separately from two others in the state in the 2020 election interference case. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, is still trying to get his trial moved to federal court. Details from ABC's Olivia Rubin in Atlanta. The appeals court said they would hear arguments now set for tomorrow on his ask that they block the ruling that denied his wish to move to federal court while he would continue this appeals process. So it's a lot of these little legal nuances, rulings coming down on the docket essentially every couple of hours. They are really flying at a remarkable pace. But what it all comes together is this effort by Meadows to bring this loss up and up and up, potentially all the way to the Supreme Court, trying to overturn and ultimately bring this case into federal court. And the state of California says it'll start giving police tens of millions of dollars to fight organized retail theft, which is plaguing the state. More if maybe sees Alex Stone in L.A. Was that worth it? Around the world, the videos have been seen on social media. Organized gangs of thieves in California rushing into stores in mass and stealing sometimes millions of dollars worth of stuff from handbags to clothing and even shampoo. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the state is ready to fight back. $271 million on retail theft. 
new grants, prosecution. The money will go to police departments and prosecutors to add extra enforcement. Efforts already in place have not stopped the retail theft phenomenon here. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles.